Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled, The Love Movement. This message begins a series of messages, which is meant to communicate the different ways which love is important in the life of a believer. The text for this message is Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew 22 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. Here's the last, uh, 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 what next to the last letter I want to show you is that love is the, in quotations again, divine people. Listen to John 13 verses 34 through 35, which is a pillar passage of scripture for us as rebuilders. It says in verse 34 of John chapter 13, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Listen to this. Verse 35. By this, all people would know that you are my disciples. If you have love, if you have love for one another, if you have love for one another, I would dare to argue that in the top three of the most important evangelistic tools that we have as believers is how we love one another as believers. This is how Christ Jesus said the world, all people would know that we belong to him, that we look like our daddy, talk like our daddy, walk like our daddy, sound like our daddy, conduct ourselves like our daddy is when we are loving one another as the father's children. We have a value statement here at Rebuild to help us process this and understand this. Uh, And this is our cornerstone thought for this message. Love is not just our mission. It is also our identity. Love is not just our mission. It is also our identity. So what does that mean? This is not solely a work that we do. It's a life that we live. We live a life of love and adoration to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And out of that love that he has gifted to us that we did not deserve and should not have received out of response to that, we love him back completely. And that love teaches us how to love ourselves correctly and teaches us how to love our neighbors completely compassionately. And this is how the world, we will know that Christ lives, loves, and he saves in Jesus name. So here's a question I want to ask for us here in this moment. My brothers and sisters, would you take a self-examination and ask yourself, how are you loving your brothers and sisters specifically here at Rebuild? We can extend that out to the body of Christ because you have other brothers and sisters of the faith that that are outside the walls of this church that go to other churches that you love. But I want to ask the question, how have we been loving one another? I know the Lord told me this when we when he taught me this and he gave me this for our church. He said to me, he said, son, two things are always going to be happening as it relates to you being a love movement. And as a love movement, we should be taking love forward, advancing. We're moving out just as, and that's what the gospel is. The gospel is the love of Jesus Christ being spread abroad, abroad as far and wide as possibly can through all the earth with man's efforts. And so he says, son, two things are going to be happening. Either A, I'm going to test you to see 
if you're loving the way I have provided in my word for you to do and have gifted you my spirit to be able to do, or B, the enemy is going to tempt you not to do it according to my word and according to my spirit. He's going to want you to conduct love through his foul words and his foul spirit. So you need to make sure that you are checking yourself daily to see by my word and by my spirit, are you loving others as I have loved you? And first you should do that within your home, which means the household of faith, your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I want to ask us the question, is there anything that we're harboring against our brothers and sisters that we need to get right and get right now? And let's not act like we're free and clear of this. Any one of us from the pulpit to the parking lot, as they say, let's all do a self-examination of this. And if we are harboring any ill will, any, 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 any thoughts of offense or anything, it's time for us to get it right. Don't let pride, which is what the children of Israel did, keep them from receiving the promise. Don't let pride keep us away from the promise. Don't let that disqualify us. And so we need to ask ourselves, examine ourselves. Are we harboring anything? Because the enemy loves to use offense, but we should be on the offense because the gates of hell, his schemes, his tactics, his, his strategies cannot prevail against the kingdom of God, against the church of God in Christ Jesus, which means me to the last letter, letter F, love is the divine power. Love is the divine power. We can find this in Romans 8, verses 37 through, uh, through 39. It says, nay or no. I'm old school King James. No. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure, listen, that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Somebody need to be dancing right now. Oh, somebody need to be dancing right now. Somebody need to be saying hallelujah, lifting up your hands, because do you hear that? The Bible says this word is living and active. The Bible lets us know that God is not a man that he shall lie, nor is he the son of man that needs to repent. And the Lord has said nothing, not your fears, not your doubts. Not your worries, not your anxiety, not your depression, not things trying to oppress you, not your job. There's not the trials of life, the struggles of life, the despairs of life. It's not your, not anything, not neither death nor life, angels, rulers, things present or things to come, nor powers, nor height or depth, not COVID, not anything can separate us from the love of Jesus. Nothing. That is great news. There's nothing, not even your, uh, at times distrust of God because you don't understand how he's moving, how he's leading, how he's loving you. You don't understand that. And you begin to doubt and begin to distrust that God is going to lead you in the right direction. So you put yourself in the driver's seat and put your hand on the steering wheel again and begin to think you can get yourself to your destination. But let remind, let me remind you of Jeremiah. He says, I know the thoughts that I have to you that I think towards you. They are good and they're not of evil. They're to give you hope and a future. Bring you to your expected end. My brothers and sisters, 
Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Are you persuaded in that way? Are you assured in that way? Are you confident to this truth? I know the game show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I used to love watching it at times when they would respond to a certain question and without a doubt, they didn't have to phone a friend. They didn't have to ask the audience. They didn't have to do none of that. In that moment, they said, oh yeah, let us see. Final answer. Letter A, final answer. And like manner, is this the confidence that you walk in as well? That nothing can separate you from the love of God? Is that your final answer? Can you say that with all confidence? Rebuild family and friends. Are you sure and certain with confidence of the love of Christ that has so freely given, that has been so freely given to you, to all of us, that he has richly lavished upon us? Are you sure of that love? Are you certain of that love? Can you be confident in that love and to know that nothing can separate you from his love. And when you see that passage, Romans 8, 37 through 39, or, or what we've been walking through so far, can you take the love note and can you check the box that says, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. I want to bring in our little builders in this moment. I can envision a little bit of choir right now. I can see our little builders right now just gathering together and all the beautiful faces of our children and don't want to call, start calling our names, but I want you in the chat right now. I want you in the chat right now. Begin to put in your little builder's names. If you have a little builder or if you know of a little builder here at our church, I want you to begin to put their names in the chat as we're speaking faith and love over them and we're believing God's provision and protection in their lives as you put that in their faith. I want you to put their names in the chat. I want you to thank our little builder's team for how they're raising up our, our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And remember, we are in partnership with in parents. We're not the primary source of discipleship that we are secondary we partner in but we have a primary mindset with that as well and so I want you to now join in with the little builders team and the little builders choir and remember this beautiful song that we used to sing in Sunday school that we used to sing in children's church or however it played out in your church growing up yes Jesus loves me yes Jesus loves me for the Bible tells me so. I want to read off the lyrics, if you will, of this beautiful song because it speaks to everything I just shared with you, all of those points. It says, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Jesus loves me, this I know, as he loved so long ago, taking children on his knee, saying, let them come to me. Jesus loves me still today, walking with me on my way, wanting as a friend to give, listen, light and love to all who live. Jesus loves me, he who died, heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away my sin, let his little child come in. Jesus loves me, he will stay close beside me all the way thou hast bled and died for me, I will henceforth live for thee. Come on now, everybody. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Do you hear that confidence? Do you hear that certainty? And the person who wrote this song, and it was not, it was not a happenstance, that it became a song that was given over to children that they would continue on to know throughout the rest of their lives 
and many of the world have been impacted by that beautiful song. And I hope that remains not just for us today and in this moment, but for the rest of our lives that we will spend more time. Listen, as you've heard me say before, spend more time being children in the spirit of God and less time being adults in the cares of this world. Here's the third thing I want to show us to whom is love directed to whom is love directed. There's two areas that this love is directed that I want to show us. One, verse four of chapter six says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. First, it's directed to the Lord our God. Moses go on to emphasize our God as one. And this can be considered as a passage of scripture to help us understand the triune God, the Godhead, the Trinity, if you will. But the way scholars tell us it is written in the original language, it's not speaking to the Lord's essence, if you will, that they are three distinct persons eternally existing together as one triune Godhead, if you will, but to his distinct greatness, to his distinct otherness, to his distinct holiness, that he is the only true God and he's the true and living God of the people of God and there is no other. Every other God is false. Every other God has false words, have a false power, has a false presence, but he is the true and living God. He is the only one for Israel to be considered. He's the only one to obey. He's the only one to adore. He's the only one to reverence. He's the only one to respect. And in like manner, the same is true for us. Now, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to share with you something. And I know my wife with her frugal self probably is not going to mind me sharing this. But if she did, then y'all pray for me because I might not see you next week. But my wife loves, right, to be frugal. And I praise God for that because we sure have been blessed by the gift of frugalness and my wife, my chocolate sunshine, Yolanda Reed. But there are times when that frugalness is a problem. It's not a blessing. It's a burden. And so my wife would do stuff like things on sale. She get the wrong type of orange juice. You bet you can't get the wrong type of orange juice. There's a certain brand. There's certain high quality brands that are out there. You can't just get any old type of juice. Shout out to Craven Juice as well. Uh, and then so you can't get any old type of juice, right? So it's like she would go uh, with certain other items, uh, chips or things that. And I was like, babe, or cheese. Like one one time it was cheese. Like baby, you can't get the you can't get the off brand cheese. You got to get the you got to get the regular cheese there. It was on sale. It was on. I said, baby, I get all that, but you can't get the something require us to pay the full price. And one uh, other area, and this one was the one I love to tell the story about, is how she loved some fake Crocs. My wife was so dead said she won't go pay no $30 for a pair of Crocs when she could go to Roses or these other stores, and this is not a knock on Roses or the other stores, but she could get what I call the frocks, the fake Crocs. So she would go in there, and she had all these colors, and they were some funny looking things too. So she would go and get them, and she would strut her stuff, and she would wear them, and you couldn't tell my baby nothing when she wore them frocks. But then all of a sudden, I kept telling her, I said, baby, you got to get on. I ain't getting no Crocs. I ain't getting no Crocs. And y'all know how my wife is. When she is set on something, she is set on something. So I ended up blessing her with a pair of Crocs. And when I tell you, 
You can't tell my baby ain't walking on sunshine. She ain't walking on clouds no more. She got more Crocs than I do now. She has the, the gibbets and all that type of things that goes on with it. That lady is rocking her Crocs to the fullness of the way Crocs can be rocked. So what am I saying with all this, my brothers and sisters? We have to understand that this is important for us to love the Lord our God because he's not a knockoff God and we should not have a knockoff way of being in relationship with him. We should not be taking the cheap route to live with him to love him we need to know that he is pre he is the premium god there is no other that compares them everything else is false and it will not last and it will fade the grass may wither the flowers may fade but the word of god and the god of the word will last forever and that's where we'll stop and pause for today Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck concludes this message, which has been titled, The Love Movement.